Welcome to another episode of Leveling Up with Brigham Black. I'm so grateful to have a wonderful uh, guest on today. His name is Parker Bautner, and we've got a great crew of my Renatus friends also uh, diving in and, and sharing this experience with us. We're going to be talking about systems of transformation. And one of the cool things that Parker does is he is a wholesale butterfly salesman. He's been creating uh, these perfect environments and systems so that butterflies can can flourish and he can time them so that he can sell uh, these these awesome kits. And it takes a lot of coordination to make sure that these bugs don't die. <laughs> and you really have to have your systems dialed in. And we can apply this to multiple aspects of our life. So as we're diving in and asking him a little bit more about his origin story, about some of the challenges and struggles that he's experienced, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. So Parker, tell us a little bit about your origin story. How did you get into this butterfly business and how did you become the butterfly guy? Hey, thanks for having me on Brigham. Uh, yeah, uh, it all it all stems from my upbringing, really. My parents uh, were in the green industry, so meaning they, uh, my mom owns a nursery, pretty prominent nursery in the Salt Lake Valley. And uh, so I grew up around plants. I just grew up around bugs and dirt and things like that. I never really got into butterflies, though, until I started it as a business. Um, a lot of people will go out and find caterpillars, uh, put them in a jar, raise them and watch them go through that whole process. And I never really got that opportunity, even in elementary school. I don't remember ever doing that with any of my teachers. But when I discovered it as an adult and realized how fascinating it was, that's when I started creating uh, these little kits that people could take home and experience that because I feel that it's so important to unplug every once in a while and really plug yourself into the world around us because there's so much to learn. There's so many fascinating things to discover. So that's part of it. I love it. So we met years and years ago because uh, we were in the same ward. We lived right next to each other. And can you tell us a little bit of your your experience starting your, your business? Because it's one thing to say, wow, that, that's a really cool caterpillar and it turned into a butterfly. I'm going to make a business out of that. How, how did that original idea pop in your head and how did you actually monetize that? Because I, I mean, so many people maybe catch butterflies and maybe they... They have this idea, but they're not actually able to systemize and implement it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've looked at a lot of other butterfly companies. They started off that way. They started off with grabbing the caterpillar in the jar and and they just had this love for it to where they ended up doing it so much that they had enough to sell and it turned into a company, turned into a business essentially just naturally. I, mine kind of started off with a business mindset in the first place, a business perspective. I was already um, growing uh, plants and selling those to landscapers, nurseries. So I had built these giant greenhouses on our family farm and was already in that mode of, of business. And I had a client that I sold plants to uh, called the Living Planet Aquarium. A lot of you might know it. Uh, here in Salt Lake City. And I was real good friends with the guys that I was working with there. And so they told me, hey, we're going to be opening up this butterfly uh, exhibit 
and we want someone local that can supply to us. Now, <clears throat> I have I have uh, them and two other people to kind of give credit to, honestly, in, in getting me started. The next one would actually be my dad uh, and his best friend. So his best friend came to him even just months before the Living Planet Aquarium came to me and said, hey, I'm, there's this guy retiring from the butterfly industry. And most people, they've been doing butterflies for years, years and years as a hobby. And so lots of them are retiring right now. And definitely lots of opportunity for, for young timers, new people to jump in there and start raising butterflies, honestly. But he was retiring and my dad's friend told my dad, hey, I, I need to find another supplier, another source for this. So my dad came to me. And, and so we've got these three people all coming to me within just like two months of each other, just a couple months saying, we want butterflies. So Living Planet Aquarium, my dad and his best friend. And I decided to keep a, a really long story short because you don't have time to do anything else when you're when you've got giant greenhouses full of plants and you're selling to nurseries, you're running your own company. You don't have a lot of time to add stuff. But I just had this decision that was either yes or no. And I chose yes. And I started just just started barely, barely raising butterflies and selling them uh, directly to these two people, my dad's best friend and the Living Planet Aquarium. And all of a sudden, as soon as people found out that I had butterflies, they they wanted some as well. They wanted to purchase from me for whatever reason. It could have been a butterfly release, could have been another exhibit similar to the Living Planet Aquarium. And so right off the bat, this was a business venture. I needed something, you know, I needed income to provide for my family. I needed a way to uh, produce income more than what I was already doing. And we'll get into systems, but it all stems back to, you know, none of my systems were in place very well, even with the companies I was running before butterflies. It was really uh, the butterflies themselves, as well as other life coaches I was hiring that helped me understand the importance of systems and what, you know, what's a good system that works. So to answer you, and we'll go into more of that later, but to answer your question, um, yeah, this was a business venture right off, right from the get-go. I love it. So when, when you realize that I have to have a system in place so that I can time that transformation of the butterfly so I can fulfill on these large orders, uh, can you talk to us about a, a time where you're like, oh, if I don't have enough butterflies, I need to go get my net and go catch all these butterflies. Because I remember talking about this once with you. We were like, oh, we were like 100 butterflies short or whatever. Tell us an experience where where you've had to just hustle and had to figure it out, even though your system wasn't perfect in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? No one's system is perfect in the beginning. Um and I, I honestly, I'm the first one here in Utah to have a commercial butterfly farm. And so I can't just run over to the local farm and find out what they're doing and ask them questions. I have to talk to people who are in Florida and California and other states uh, over the phone and ask them questions. And that's really what I did beforehand. I, I honestly, I didn't know the start to finish. I didn't know what all that looked like. Start to finish, when I refer to that, you know, 
an egg or a caterpillar to a butterfly. I didn't know how long that took. I didn't know the whole process of how much food they needed. Sometimes I didn't even know what food they needed to eat during that, uh, that time period. And so everything, I was literally starting from ground zero. Absolutely had no knowledge on butterflies, but I jumped into it and was on the phone a lot with uh, the different people that I uh, became buddies with and worked with. I was, I'd purchase uh, supplies from them and ask them all the questions that I could. And they would share with me. Sometimes they were a little reluctant, in all honesty, because this is something they've been doing for 20, 25 years. Mm-hmm. And you can't just give all your, at least they didn't want to give it to me all over the phone. And there was no training process out there where they said, hey, yeah, just purchase our, you know, our training course and we'll teach you how to do it. I just had to learn it one step at a time. So butterflies, they're not like cans of beans sitting on the shelf. You can't just have 10,000 of them sitting in the back room and you just wait for an order to come in and you ship the beans out, right? It's it, this. These are live animals. They're live creatures. They have a lifespan. They also take time to get to that point, right? So for a butterfly release, let's say for a wedding, we can't sell them caterpillars. We have to sell them live adult butterflies that are ready to fly and ready to put on a show. And so if someone calls us up, this was in the beginning, um, when I was just working with the Living Planet Aquarium and this one other gentleman, they would they would tell me what they wanted, you know, months in advance. So I was able to plan for that, have the butterflies going at the timing I needed, and then have the end product when I needed it. And I was able to figure that out fairly quickly. But then that didn't uh, that didn't solve the challenge for people who would call me up let's say today and they you know telling me they have a wedding at, on Friday and they need 100 butterflies or even 10 butterflies um the struggle was it takes a whole month plus to produce a butterfly and so I wouldn't have extras for those people um so yeah at first like you're saying in some of our past stories that we we talked about at first I would just run around and uh, I would go out and catch 10 butterflies for someone. You know, if they need 10 butterflies, awesome. They're they're local. You know, I'm not even going to be shipping these. I would just run around, find 10 butterflies, uh, pull any extras possibly that I had from my own stock and uh, and sell that way or, or be able to fulfill that order in that way. So fun, cool story. You know, fast forward years and we figured it all out. Um, selling thousands of butterflies a week that we were still short like 200 butterflies for an order one day. And we had already promised them. We had already told them we can do it. And we knew it was going to be tight, but it's one of those things you do as a business owner, you stretch yourself sometimes a little too thin. Well, it comes, it comes down to it. We're 200 butterflies short. Butterflies need to go out that day. And my brother and I, who I've uh, I've since brought on as a partner with me, we grabbed our nets and we ran around our farm. And luckily, it was the time of year where uh, we can have hundreds of butterflies flying around our farm uh, at a time because it's right in a migration path. It's got tons of the perfect environment for them to. You froze for a second. Can you still hear us, Parker? Got cut off when you're saying. Uh... 
you had an order of 200 butterflies you needed to fulfill. You're like, well, luckily the time of year was right. And you and your brother just started netting. Go ahead. Yeah. So this can't always happen, right? We just got super lucky. Uh, there was a couple of weeks there where the butterflies were just exploding on our farm naturally, the wild ones. And uh, yeah, so we spent about two hours running around, both him and I, with nets. And we caught about 240 butterflies. Uh, so between the both of us, we were able to fulfill those orders just fine. Um, and so there can be little scares like that, but also huge successes because a hundred butterflies equivalents to a couple hundred dollars. And, uh, for anyone in business starting off a couple hundred bucks is a big deal. So not everything is always perfect. Sometimes we have to think outside the box. And, uh, luckily that time it just, it worked out great for us to run around and we, we look kind of goofy out there. It's kind of hard to look at us, take us seriously and think that we're actually running a business, but we really are. And we're just running around catching butterflies. And we do that kind of thing all year round. Cause we're always trying to add new, new blood, new genes and whatnot to our, uh, to our farm. And so, yeah, it's kind of a silly, silly sight to see, but uh, we love it. And it's just part of what we do. I think it's so funny. Uh, some of us, think of entrepreneurship as normal and then you you get out into the rest of the of society like oh i guess we are a little unique and <laughs> yeah. the the way that we we do things uh often comes off as as different and that is that is great and i'm i'm grateful to not be normal you know so uh parker tell us a little bit more about uh maybe one of the the internal struggles that that you had going through this butterfly business, did did you ever have things that like, man, I don't know if I can do this because of X, Y, or Z reason? Help us understand how you overcame some of those personal self-limiting beliefs. Yeah, absolutely. So butterflies was not my first business. It was not the first company that I started. And I've had plenty of other uh startups, fails, and you know, luckily, none of those really required a lot of overhead. They were all just ideas that I had of some sort of service I could provide. And I went out there and started providing that service. And um, with all of those companies, I would find myself, no matter what it was, that I had an income cap, almost like a jar on a lid where I would just smack into that, that lid and I couldn't get any higher. I would come up with another idea something with less overhead, something that was just different. And I would dive into that and I'd be giving it my all. And all of a sudden, same thing. I'd slam right into that same income cap as the last company. And I was supposed to be doing something that was, you know, better and more grand and less overhead. And it was supposed to, it was supposed to all work out. So it didn't matter what I went into. I still smacked my head against this income cap that I had. And that's a personal issue, right? That's a personal problem. Anyone else who was in my industry, they could have been knocking it out of the park, uh, making 10 times what I was making. And for me, I just didn't know what was wrong with me. That's really the question I would ask myself all the time. What is wrong with me? Mm. And so butter, it wasn't because I did butterflies that all of a sudden I became successful. Everyone wanted my services and all the other companies I had. I just didn't understand the, the process of growth or the process of transformation to go from 
one creature, let's say a teenager who just wants to have fun all day, to a businessman who knows how to use his time wisely, right? We get stuck in certain areas of our life. And I talk about this all the time to my wife. My high school experience was absolutely amazing. I drove a really fun, unique car. Um, I just had a bunch of friends. It just was fun to me. And I, I think I really got stuck in living high school. Even though I was married and I started having kids, I was running my own company. I just wanted to have fun. I didn't want the responsibilities of, you know, all the all the different things that come with adulthood. Even though I was doing them, I didn't want them. They weren't fun. And um, so here I am starting all these different companies and I'm just slamming into this income cap and I can't get over it and I don't know why. So I ended up hiring my own life coach. Uh, which is really a, a big part of why I became one because of how much he changed my life. And it was a huge stretch to make that um, to make that investment in myself because it wasn't a small price. It wasn't what I, you know, it, it was something I money, something I used to, to feed my family at the time paying rent. And um, I just decided I needed somebody else besides family members they were really good they were able to help but i needed someone that would just was able to look outside of my life outside of all the emotional thing i didn't want them to know me and i hired this guy that was able to help me take a look inside at what was going on that was causing me to have these income these income caps these barriers it was even causing me to jump from business to business almost like people jump from job to job to job thinking it's going to be better and then finding themselves running into the exact same problems. And um, he was really the one, uh, and I'll just tell his name, Kirk Duncan with Three Key Elements. He was able to really open up the functions of my mind and help me transform as a human from being stuck as a teenager that just wanted to have fun all day and not really have those responsibilities and that weight of, hey, you need to produce this this income, these, these, this money to feed your family, um, to someone who now absolutely loves and enjoys being in the process of growth, being in the process of growth, which includes growing my income, growing my family, growing my assets around me. And, and uh, for me personally, it came in the form of uh, learning patterns and learning systems, which ties just right into what I was learning uh, from butterflies at the time as well. So I don't know, I, I, I can be long winded. There's a lot to talk about. I hope I'm hitting the details that you're, uh, that you're, that you're referring to, but yeah, I'm under the belief. Everyone needs a life coach. Everyone needs higher education than where they're at. Um, whether it's in, you know, relationship wise in your marriage, in your business, all the people that I look at, because I'm a people observer, if they have a life coach, they're rocking it because there's somebody else who's not emotionally involved, who's looking at their practices, looking at their life and is able to help them see around corners that when we're in it, when we're in the emotion of it, we get clouded so easily. And so um, learning to clear that, clear that chaos, clear the the fog, you could say, is just so valuable. I think everyone needs that. 
at least somewhere in their life. Absolutely. I to- I totally agree. And what's interesting is sometimes your life coach is not the best for your business. And sometimes your business coach is not the best for your life. And you find people that you resonate with and that they can see around those corners for you. I love the way that you said that. Now, uh, Parker, as we are are trying to understand how we create a system, I know you you got into our profits courses and started understanding a little bit more that way. But what was it about actually writing down if this happens, then this happens and writing down that system that has helped you been able to fulfill on not just like a dozen or two dozen or a couple hundred butterflies, but literally thousands of butterflies in a specific time frame? Because that seems like a, a big challenge. So how, how have you been able yeah. to do that? Um, you know, there is actually, uh, there's a training there in that profits course that you're mentioning that was really, really helpful. And I wish I remembered the guy's name, Eric, Uh, he automation, right? See the sticky note, sticky note method. (laughs) I've actually given that, uh, that idea and that method to a lot of my clients, as well as my own team in, in writing out a process from start to finish and, and all the different ways that it could go now for for uh for me what's a little different about what i did is instead of having all the different options i decided to just choose one and simplify and say hey guys this is exactly what we're going to do every time um and i remember for me i got out a piece of paper and i just started drawing pictures okay what how do I get this end result? I actually started from the very end. I need to get a butterfly kit in someone's hand. Let's just use that. We sold about 4,000 of those last year. And so I, on my spiral notebook, I drew a picture of a person holding a bag in their hand and it was our butterfly kit. And then I said, okay, what's the step previous to that? Well, we have a pickup you know, process here where we don't really come, especially it was during COVID, we can come in contact with people. We just put it in a cooler and they could come and pick it up anytime that they wanted. So it was in a cooler out by our gate. That was the that was the step previous is we had to actually put it in there. And the step before that was we had to put all the stuff in a bag. So there was like six different things that we needed to have in that bag. And then from there, it actually branched off into uh, like four different processes to get all those things in that bag. So it started becoming really extensive, honestly. And I started using multiple pages and just writing the whole diagram, the whole timeline out from start to finish and the timing of it all. And it was, it was so eye-opening to have all of those things written out in front of me as pictures. I'm a picture kind of guy. I'm very, very right-brained. Um, data is really tough for me, but I have been able to uh, implement a lot of data here in the past couple of years. And it's been phenomenal as well. So to start off, just having all that, all those pictures in front of me of start to finish, all the processes, once I wrote all that down, and I hope I'm not being too vague here on this, it was almost like my mind was opened to seeing every single part of the process. And so I started seeing where we keep failing, why that that full finished product wasn't getting out into the pickup cooler why we might have too many you know too much of a product and no one to come and pick it up and so i was able to see there's all these little pieces 
where's my most important aspect of all this? Where, where's the part that if I don't focus on, if I just ignore, it kind of messes everything else up down the line, right? So mm -hmm. think about laundry. If you just leave all your dirty laundry in the big laundry basket and you never sort it, never throw it in the washer, it sabotages the whole rest of the, of the line and you'll never have clean clothes. And so pretty simple, right? But for something that was more complicated, I didn't think of business that way until I wrote it out into this big diagram of pictures. And I was able to see, okay, there's product that we need to actually purchase and have on hand. We were always running out of stuff. So in the middle of production, it was like somebody had to stop and run to the grocery store and go buy something. And that would, that would slow us down. Um, when I was, you know, busy with other things, I wasn't focused on getting the butterflies to lay eggs. Super, super important part. Now, without this diagram written out in front of you, I could go on and on and I could tell you all, you know, 300 parts to it or 50, you know, 50 different parts to it. But basically the, the gold nugget that I got from this was having everything in front of my eyes rather than behind my eyes in my brain, right? If everything's just bouncing around up in your brain, you got this big complex diagram and you can't really see where you're failing, where you're doing amazing. It's all just rolling around in there. And we've got that rolling around in there. We've got, you know, fears and beliefs rolling around in there. We've got all of the time we're supposed to be spending with family and friends and the relationships there and the drama of life, everything is rolling around in our head. And if you want to solve anything in a very sped up process, you got to get it out of your head and get it in front of you onto paper, whether that's, you know, sticky note process, diagramming it out, um, even just writing it down for some people, they just need to process how something goes, writing it down in step-by-step -step form, even a bullet point list, you can see at that point which one of those you need to focus on that will make the biggest difference. So I could even go back into the laundry analogy, right? Mm -hmm. I've got to sort the clothes. That way my wife is motivated to throw them in the washer because then it only takes her five minutes rather than 30. You know, So for me as a business owner, what do I need to do so that my team is super effective and efficient and we're not all running around confused and lost and, and wondering why the ball keeps getting dropped. It's my responsibility as the owner. So I uh, hope that hope that helps. <laughs> <clears throat> Absolutely. And and what's cool is that that frees up your mind to find next levels of uh, of your business because you're recognizing pinch points and you're recognizing other issues that that are coming up. And one of the reasons why I asked you on this uh, this call is because you've you've been able to not just do this a little bit, you've been able to do this extensively with your butterfly business. And it it's something you can apply to real estate. It's something you can apply to any element of your business, but you have to write it down. If this happens, then this happens. And a, a great takeaway I thought that you, <clears throat> excuse me, that you brought up was you began with the end in mind. Began with the end of mind. This is what I want to accomplish. This is my definiteness of purpose. This is why we're creating all this system. Where are we going to be able to fulfill on that? And what's the time frame? So simple. And yet sometimes because it's simple, people don't do it. I I remember my first time uh, figuring out this with 
uh, with my cleanings and figuring out this with my short-term rental business. I literally had to write it on a Google document and then ask myself, is this what needs to happen? And is there a better way? If we don't get it out of our head, we, we can't answer those questions easily. It's all gobbledygook. It's jumbled up in there and getting it from behind your eyes to in front of your eyes. I thought that was a great, great insight. Yeah. So, so let's use a simple checklist as an example, yeah. right? So somebody opens an Airbnb or, or heck, you're even trying to just leave the house and go to a family activity, go to church. There's always something you forget. Last minute, you're going to close the door. You've cleaned the Airbnb. You got it all ready to go. Oh, there's one more thing. And you always remember it right as you're leaving. Oh yeah. One last thing. Same thing with leaving the house. Oh no, we're in the car driving down the road and we forgot the baby's bottle and the diapers and whatever else. Because uh, I'm I'm a family guy. I got I got four little girls at home, so that's that's always big on my mind. If someone doesn't have a checklist of of something they're doing routinely, so all the time, always leaving the house, and we're always taking our kids with us, what's the checklist for leaving? People don't really put that together. It's all just in our head, um, and then we wonder why we have anxiety and all that stuff is because there's so much going on inside of our head. And there's it's like okay, if we just got that out. And it was in front of us, we wouldn't be worried that we're forgetting something as we're leaving the house with all the kids. It's all there. It's all in the car. We're leaving. And you didn't have to remember anything because it was written down for you. But some people might think that's weird. And so they they don't do it. Honestly, for me, it's been life changing. Um, I've implemented so much of that into my company with my employees. Uh, I Like I said earlier, I couldn't just go to another butterfly farm and see how they, they did things nor could I hire someone from a butterfly farm and just have them come over and start doing something like you could a cashier from one company to another. There was, there was no overlap. It was just like everything I'm teaching, it was going to be new. Nothing I teach you, you will have heard before. <laughs> so it was just right from the beginning. So having that whole process drawn out for other uh, systems all over in my company has been super, super helpful to my employees um, and my hired help just because if it's all rolling around in my head, it's so confusing to, to give that to somebody. It's confusing to, to share that with them. And so for someone, yeah, opening up anything on Airbnb, real estate, selling a property, um, if they just have a checklist where that they can add and take away things, right? Like, like, let's say it's at the very, very end, you know, process complete. And you have a gift for someone. If that's on your checklist, it's not going to be something you have to remember to do. It's our, There's already going to be a process in place to implement that right away. And so it helps you move faster. As you said, yeah, I haven't just produced a couple of butterflies. We've produced a lot. Um, just in adults this last year, like, so when I say adults, adult butterflies, because there's all different stages. In just adult butterflies, we did 50,000 we raised 50,000 butterflies, raised and sold. And so that's a lot of butterflies um, for any operation, really. And uh, if your headspace isn't clear, if, you're, if you don't have freed up search, you know, brain power, memory, brain power, things like that, you're going to get gummed up. And so you're not going to be able to see clearly on how you can produce more, how you can use space more efficiently, um, how you can market more even out there. There's 
There's so many different uh, areas of a company that if everything, everything is rolling around in your head, hey, good luck. That's probably why you're in, for me at least, that's why I was in this income cap. Didn't matter what service I was providing. I used to mow lawns. I used to you know, produce these, these flowers for nurseries and landscapers. Any of those companies could have totally rocked it. They all could have made a million bucks. But if your systems aren't in place, then you're, you're always going to feel like you're putting out fires and feel like you're scrambling. And I just, I won't go back to that. Like anytime something new is implemented, okay, what's the process? If we don't know it, let's learn it as fast as possible. Cause I'm not gonna go six months running this process out of my skull. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run it off of the, off of what we write down, what we learn day to day. Love it. And that's just talking about that transformative part of your coaching that you do as well, because- it's one thing to implement something once. It's another to say, we're going to do this always, or we're going to figure out, we're going to do this until that process is in place and it becomes second nature. When when we were working together, because uh, I've had Parker coach me in multiple facets of my life. Uh, one of the things you talked about was your daily routine and how unlocking your potential often comes down to what you do on a daily basis. So tell us a little bit about how you've done that and why that is so essential in business, because this is really something that it's simple, but because it's simple, so many people don't do it. So tell us a little bit more about that daily routine, how it unlocks our potential. Um, daily routine for me uh, to separate it you know, from checklists a little bit, uh, there's really two things that a business owner has on this endless list, right? They've got their to-do list. And that list seems like it's always growing. You do one thing on there, there's two more things to do. And so there's this to-do list that just continues to grow. And those could be different things. It always could be changing. Sometimes it could be the same, uh, meaning repeat things. And what you want to do with that is you want to separate your to-do list with your routine. Now, a lot of what I was coaching you on Brigham was like your daily routine. So you wake up, you know, what do you do to get going on the day to clear your mind, get motivated? I've implemented this in my company. Uh, whereas instead of saying, hey, hey, go look at your checklist and literally just say, is your routine complete? And they've got things that they do every single day, no matter what, it's just something that we do. And that's called our routine. Is your routine done? Hey, once that's done, I've got a couple other things for you. And that is where you're able to separate those two lists. It, it, again, anytime you can organize what's going on in your mind and, and your life, it just helps you. So even just separating all that you have to do into two different categories, what's something that has to be done every day, all the time, no matter what, like brushing your teeth um, versus something that needs to be done sometimes. Like we need to go buy a new uh, nightstand for the kid's bedroom or uh, we need to go buy this other thing. And it only happens once every three months, once every six months, uh, we need to go buy it. That becomes something that's more on the to-do list rather than your daily or weekly routine. And so um, by having those separated, something that I've noticed, just to, to throw that out there as a coach, 
if you focus just on your routine, those things that need to be done over and over and you get really good at them. So you're not missing them. You're not uh, forgetting about them. Like in an Airbnb practice, uh, you have a routine. The cleaner has a routine. Is that written down? Is it all in their head? Do they have some sort of list they're following that from? Um, if they do have it written down, if it is in front of them, they're going to go faster and they're going to do a better job, right? But they, you need to separate those routines from having in your mind also, oh yeah, and I need to go buy more soap. Like if that's all in there, Buying soap might be super, super important because you got someone coming tomorrow and there's got to be, you need soap in here. You might go get soap and then miss a bunch of stuff on your routine. And it's because it's all jumbled in your head. So, you know, short of like working with someone on this, I could help them see that. But that's what I've noticed. If you have a routine and you have a to-do list and you separate those two, it's one more form of organization that will help you move faster. It'll help you move more clear. You know, what on this list is an absolute have to, whereas there's a ton of stuff on that list that is just stuff that needs to get done. Um, so hopefully that helps answer that question. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's simple and it's actionable. Literally, you don't need to have fancy systems to do that. A sticky note could do it. You put it in your note tab and say, is this part of my daily routine? And one of the things that I also thought was really helpful when, when we were talking about uh, this system of transformation, because that's the topic for today, um, you were talking about the purpose of a butterfly, the mission of a butterfly is not to stay a caterpillar. So talk to us about that insight that you've had by raising not just like 50,000 butterflies, but hundreds of thousands of butterflies. Yeah. So butterflies from birth have a goal. They have a mission and they go through four different phases. And it's only in that fourth phase, that fourth and final phase that they can actually accomplish any of their mission, right? One of them would be to reproduce uh, for the monarch butterflies or any butterflies that migrate. It would be to fly or travel thousands of miles, anywhere from 1500 to 3000 miles in any of those other three stages that simply can't be done. So butterfly, you know, egg hatches into a caterpillar. And even if that caterpillar grows nice and big and juicy, uh, nice and large, it can't travel 1,500 miles until it's gone through its complete and full transformation uh, process. And you could even call that a routine. It happens every time with every butterfly, starts as one stage, and it goes through all four of those stages until it can finally do what it needs to do. Another one would be pollination. Um, so uh, every butterfly has a mission, has a journey to uh, to go on. I think that as I'm remembering the story that I told you, let's say a caterpillar on a plant said, hey, it's time to fly to Mexico. I've got to get there to my overwintering grounds. It's going to jump off that plant. And no matter how many times it jumps off and crawls back up, the same thing is going to happen. It's going to splat to the ground, won't necessarily kill it, but it's going to hit the ground and it's going to walk back up and it's going to do that over and over and over again. And the same result is going to keep happening until 
it goes through its whole transformation process. And I think for a lot of us as humans, we are stuck somewhere, but we think the end goal is, you know, it's that place in Mexico. Let's say it's a vacation. <laughs> um, we're going to keep, if we're not fully developed in our processes, in our mindset, we're going to keep jumping off that plant, trying to look for a new end result that happens. And so for me, having that income cap, right? Income cap, let's jump off this plant. Let's go to a new plant and jump off that one. Let's go to a, you know, a new thing and a new thing over and over and over again. The same result kept happening. And um, so, yeah, you've, you've got to go through, every person needs to go through that transformation process. And honestly, what it is, is it's a restructuring. A caterpillar is born with all of the different DNA, uh, I don't know what all the things are called, but just DNA genetics to grow wings, to uh, be able to pollinate, to fly. It, all of those things are hidden inside the caterpillar. They've actually taken a caterpillar. I just watched this on YouTube the other day. They've actually taken a full-grown caterpillar and they cut it open and they found that there's wings in there. There's all sorts of different uh, organs and things like that that are simply hidden until that butterfly goes through its full transformation process and those things internally can develop. So for us, we've got functions inside of us. We've got functions of the mind, um, desires, beliefs, things that we want to create, but they're just dormant. And if we don't know how to wake those up or, or start practicing those, then we're going to be like that stuck caterpillar, stuck on a plant somewhere, doing the same thing we've always done. And every time we jump off, because our goal is to, you know, let's say butterflies, goal is to migrate to Mexico. We can't do that stuck. But once you go through that transformation process, you grow those wings. You actually do a couple things. You become stronger, you become faster, and you become lighter. And at the same time of all as all that, you can accomplish that goal of traveling thousands of miles to your destination, to where you want to go. Whether that's growing your business to a certain dollar amount per year, uh, whether it's doing a certain number of transactions in a month, in a week, in a year, whatever that looks like. If you are, if you feel like you're stuck, it's because there's some sort of internal uh, chaos that's going on that needs to be looked at. And just like a caterpillar, I, you guys may have heard that caterpillars, they kind of turn into soup. It's kind of true. It's kind of true. They, they, their body literally, when they, when they form that chrysalis to become a butterfly, their body kind of liquefies and then restructures itself. So all the, you know, all the processes are there to make that happen. But are we ever going through that in our life? Do we ever take a moment of pause where we take a look at our structure of our day and see how we need to reconfigure some things, restructure, even, you know, our morning routine personally, are, are we waking up at 40% energy? How can we get that to 50? How can we get that to 60? Can we, is, are there some things that we can restructure 
so that we have more energy, we have more brain power to, to solve our problems. Um, and so it, it's honestly, uh, for us to transform is really just a restructuring process, whether it's of our life and our outside circumstances or internally, which is what I work on, uh, learning the functions of our mind and helping uh, you know, really make those flourish. I love it. And I hope you guys got that same amount of benefit hearing that all of us inherently have abilities and skills that are dormant until we're able to really calculate, here's the routine that will develop those things. And then here's the to-do list. I loved how you made that distinction. And this process of transformation, it it's not something that just happens overnight. I, I'm curious, while you're working with clients, while you're working with these butterflies, how do you stay patient knowing that in your mind, in your vision, that they have a destiny of going to Mexico, right? And migrating to Mexico, or they have that destiny of pollinating all these different flowers. You keep that end in mind. How do you do that uh, as a coach? And how do you do that as, as a business owner to keep that vision? So you mentioned, a, you mentioned a little bit about timing um, now from caterpillar or, you know, egg caterpillar to the butterfly process takes about four to six weeks for these guys. And I honestly think someone can turn their life around and start and start going from what might've been a, you know, a, a plateau trajectory to even just one notch in the upward position, just one, one bump, one notch upward, forward in progress. And they can do that in four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, I was just on a, a meeting this morning with a client I was teaching about a vision board. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people have super mixed feelings and emotions about a vision board and, and what it is. And honestly, for this guy it was, he was just using it wrong. Uh, you're not supposed to put, a, you know, some huge thing that's, that's 10 years out there on your vision board. And then, and then, you know, go out and do your day-to-day -day stuff. That totally does work for some people. The way I teach it, is a vision board is a tool to help you in your direction. So if you were to put something up on your vision board, let's say that you wanted to accomplish in the next 14 days to, to four weeks, right? So two to four weeks, you put it up there and you looked at that every day and you said, what do I need to do to accomplish this? Now, obviously, right, 14 days, it's not gonna be a Lamborghini. It's not gonna be, uh, you know, 10 new homes. It's going to be something super small. And if you can get in the, the pattern, the mode of accomplishing super small goals, you're going to learn the process and learn the skill of how to accomplish big goals because they're all the same. They all require the exact same process. But if you're only putting Lamborghinis and, and beach houses in Kauai up there on your vision board, you're never going to learn those small insignificant processes that it really takes to get you to that big, to that big place. So for us, you know, we've got, you know, what's our goal as a company, since we're talking about that, what's our company, what do we want to accomplish in the next two weeks? And we start writing that down, we put it up in front of us. And then we're, we're looking at that every single day. Hey, 
it was super important for us to call up this one person and make sure we get into this one show. Is that being done? Is there someone in charge of that? It's up there in front of us so that we can look at it, evaluate it, see if we're even heading in that direction. Um, whereas, you know, uh, if you don't have that, like I said, if it's in your head, if it's inside your skull, it's not in front of you, you're not looking at it. And so therefore, what's going to get your attention is Instagram, TikTok, your kids, your friends, family drama, all the different problems that come your way, because your goal is not in front of you. Everything else is going to come and bombard you. And that's what's going to be in front of you. And so that's what your focus is going to be on. And then in six months from now, you wonder why you're still stuck. I mean, this happens to me as well in different areas of my life. It's because it's not in front of me. I'm not using the functions of my mind to point myself in that direction. So if you want to point yourself in the direction of progress, in the direction of achievement, there's internal functions that you need to work on. And one of those is by utilizing uh, what a lot of people call as a vision board, but really you could call it a focus board if you want. If vision board is, is triggering you, for, uh, for some people it kind of is, what are you focusing on? Instead of buying a big fancy board that costs a hundred bucks, just write it on a piece of paper. Maybe find a cool picture that that associates with that, uh, that you can put together. So you got words, you got a picture and just stick it up next to your bed on your wall. Hey, I'm wanting to sign someone up into the company in the next 14 days. And you look at it. Okay, where am I going to find that person? How many people have I even contacted? Oh, I've only contacted two. Oh, well, if you've got a closing ratio of 15, you know, and want to have one person close, well, you need to contact more than two people, but you won't see that as, as easily. You won't see that as quickly if everything is bouncing around in your head, because like, like I said, with the Caterpillar, you got all the functions in there, but if it's all just kind of soup at the moment, there's no structure to it. There's no end result of, Hey, look at these wings. Boom. We're able to accomplish something. Um, so, uh, yeah. I could, I, I'm kind of an analogy guru when it comes to butterflies. I can just keep going and start getting really, really complex. Hopefully I kept that one fairly simple. No, I, I think, yeah, absolutely did. And uh, as we wrap up, th this will probably be the, the last little moment. What What is it about these systems of transformation that you feel is the the most actionable thing that someone can do wherever they are in their business, whether they're literally day one or they've been doing this for you know, 1500 days in a row, right? They're all the way down, almost at the end of their career. How can we take some of these ideas and, and apply them that next step? Help us conceptualize that. So that's a great question. Cause I've been talking about to-do lists, routines. I just mentioned a vision board here at the very end of the thing. Hopefully I didn't throw a wrench in it doing that. Um, Cause I know too much, you know, too much information can also be super detrimental. So to keep it really simple, Whatever it is that you do, if you were to set yourself a 14-day goal, whether it's to create a checklist, get more organized, or maybe it is a goal in your company, you know, uh, make this much money in, four, in the next 14 days or sign up this many more people. If you were to set a very, very simple 14-day goal in, and you were to repeat that over and over again, even if you didn't accomplish your first one or your second one, you still kept it there and you 
renewed that goal every 14 days. What's the next, what's my next move? What's my next tier, next step that I want to be at in 14 days? In six months from now, you will be a completely different person. Your business will look completely, uh, you know, morphed. Uh, things will just be different for you. And so if you feel like you're stuck, you need to set a goal because that's going to push you to activate some of these gifts you already have inside of you, some of these talents and um, help you start that transformation process to not just transform uh, your business and the world around you, but to transform yourself, right? If you're a butterfly, think of this, if you're a butterfly, you keep being a butterfly. You can, you can travel to Mexico. You can travel back. You can go all over the place. Now, butterflies have a really short lifespan, but we get to wake up every single day and decide, am I going to be stuck today? Am I going to keep doing things the way I've always done? Or am I going to take a moment and plan out what I'm going to do? Plan out why I'm doing it. So if you have a 14-day goal, I know hopefully I'm not, you know, saying uh, being too long-winded in this 14-day goal put it in front of you whether and, and keep it really simple at first i want to create a checklist and i want to use that checklist cool do it for the next 14 days 14 days are up do it again and you'll see without i mean you'll just you'll be amazed at what you can you'll surprise yourself in what you can actually accomplish but you're going to have to start to decide what you're going to give up at the same time. Are you going to give up some scrolling time on Instagram? Are you going to, you know, give up that those other things that we do that kind of help us get through a day, mindless activities where you're just going through the motions, going through the rhythm. You're going to find out after 14 days, I'm not, I'm not even close to accomplishing this thing. What do you got to change? You got to change something. That's why it's a restructure. And it can be something small, something big, 14-day goal. Number one thing you can take away from this and keep that going. I love it. Thank you so much, Parker. Very actionable, simple. And notice he didn't say 14 different goals. One thing, 14 days. One thing, right? Don't be torn in 10 different ways. You know, uh, one thing. That way you can ask yourself, is what I'm doing now pointing me in that direction. Super, super helpful. And that's the difference between saying, oh, I've got all these priorities versus this is priority. Huge yes. distinction. So thank you so much, Parker, for being on. How can people find you on social media? How can they connect with you? Uh, you know, biggest place, uh, coaching, I just do through referrals one-on-one. -on -one. You got to know me to, <laughs> to have my information that way. But big way to, to know me or, or get a hold of me is through my butterfly company, riverbottombutterflies.com or email us, riverbottombutterflies at gmail.com. And if you are thinking, I, we did mention a lot about caterpillars, kits, things like that. We do have in that uh, that product of our caterpillar kit where you about three weeks, you get to watch the caterpillars go through their whole transformation process and become a butterfly. And then you let those go outside. It's tons of fun. That whole uh, process comes with a transformation workbook for kids. It helps them uh, pay close attention to what their butterfly is doing, the routine their butterfly is going through, 
to become a butterfly and accomplish its mission. And they get to create a routine right alongside their butterfly so that they can learn the habit and the practice of success of accomplishing. So that comes with uh, every kit. And uh, if you guys followed us on Instagram, we throw out really big, uh, big, biggest sale of the year, biggest deal of the year in March, where you pick up your butterfly, you, you purchase in March, pick up in April. Um, all of this is yours. And you get big discount on that. And then it's just in time for it to be spring and you can actually let the butterflies go at that point. Uh, whereas right now we don't have a whole lot going on as far as, uh, you know, selling things to people. We just are doing a lot of internal structuring for the year and making sure everything's in place for us to be able to rock and roll come April. So I love it. Thank you so much, Parker, for insights, for actionable, simple instruction. And thanks for being willing to have some love on a podcast. Guys, have a wonderful day. Follow us on Podbean and on YouTube. Uh, Have a great day. God bless.